Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Well, I, I don't think I've ever seen you in such a good mood, Judy. <laughs> I'm just so excited over here. We have one of my favorite singers that's going to be on the show. Well, who's that? That's pop diva Sheena Easton. Ooh, very, very exciting. Yes. I, I understand not one celebrity, but two celebrities. It's a really big shoe today. It, it sure is. Also, super glue accidents with your pets. Well, that doesn't sound like a good match. Yeah, I don't know if I'm reading that right. I guess we'll find <laughs> out. Uh, your calls at one 405 8405 Huh? What? Huh? Oh, I see another underlying theme developing here, Judy. Uh-huh. Good friends of the show, Gary Berghoff, of course, Loretta Swit. Now? Now? Jamie Farr is joining us. <laughs> ja- Jamie, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I didn't realize that. Uh, I know Loretta uh, is with uh, a- a- animals, actors, and others, and I didn't realize that Gary uh, was on your show. I, uh, I We support, of course, uh, uh, animals, actors, and others, uh, along with Betty White and Earl Holloman, and yeah, you, I'm sure, know the history of that organization. Oh, right absolutely. There. In fact, Betty White was on just uh, uh, last, last week, week. Uh-huh. and she's doing some wonderful things, too. But I want to talk about you because we don't have a lot of time here. Okay. You didn't start off, uh, I mean, I guess you wanted to be an actor, but you, you had to take some of those kind of iffy jobs, right, before so? Oh, yeah. I, are you kidding? Yeah, one of them, uh, uh, yeah, actually, I tell this story quite often. Uh, uh, when I was uh, studying theater uh, in Hollywood, I had to take a job as a, uh, a, in a chinchilla ranch uh, <laughs> where I had to clean out the dropping pans. Clint Eastwood was uh, in the class. He was cleaning out swimming pools. And a wonderful actor by the name of Robert Donner, who used to be on Mork and Mindy, Exeter, uh, he used to have to clean out the theater. So uh, we, we had these three cleaning jobs. Uh, we lost Robert Donner this past year, the yes, wonderful actor. Yes. Of course, we know what happened to Clint Eastwood and Jamie Farr. <laughs> so, so working on a chinchilla uh, farm or chinchilla ranch cleaning up poop, uh, eventually... <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was. I was really raking it in then. <laughs> Literally. When you got hired for Mash, it was like for one episode, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. You know, Gary and Loretta uh, were signed to the show right from the beginning, and I was sort of just a uh, tack on. I was a one day uh, day player. I came on. I think I got two hundred and fifty dollars for the day. Uh-huh. I had like four lines on the show, and uh, the next thing I knew, they kept calling me back. I did about six shows that first year, and then I came back the second year, did about 12 shows, and then on the, in the third year, they signed me to a contract. Wow, that's... You know, I always thought you were the uh, the most sane person on that show there. <laughs> you have a, a warped way of looking at the world, I'm afraid, Al. <laughs> yeah, he does. I understand that uh, there was a book that you put out in 2003, I believe. I'm guessing Joy is your wife? Yes, uh, Joy is... Uh, uh, we, uh, we've been. Uh, I, I, uh, I often say I've been with the same woman for 44 years, and if my <laughs> wife ever finds out, <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, two children. We have a son uh, who's married and uh, blessed us with a grandchild, uh, and uh, our daughter's 30, uh, 34 years old, and uh, she's unmarried. We're, we're we're looking around trying to find some uh, nice young man. I've, I've got a wonderful line I tell everybody, and Alan Alda gave it to. Me. He says, you know why uh, grandparents and grandchildren are so close is because they have a common enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Well, we have a lot of animal lovers listening, and uh, 
you know, animal lovers would make a, a good spouse, I would imagine. I think so. Yes, they do. No, my wife is the my wife is the Pied Piper. If there is an animal out there, they will go to her. She is the kindest, sweetest thing that you have ever imagined in your life. We've we've always had pets. Uh, we had we we had a uh, a pet. I bought her a a, a poodle. Uh, years and years ago, and then we found the stray dog and brought that dog in, and uh-huh. then uh, we have now three cats in our house, uh, uh, and uh, I, I can't think of one time when we didn't have animals in the house. And uh, if you if you are an animal and you come and stay at our house, you're going to be spoiled because <laughs> my wife. We'll do everything in the world to make that animal comfortable and happy. A five-star resort there. I wanted to go back to the book. The book is about a camel, and the camel, I guess, was an uh, inspiration from the MASH series? Oh, you're talking about the one that my wife and I wrote yes. called The Ha Baby's uh, Christmas. Yes. Yes, uh, that was a children's book. The particular camel, was that something you did introduce on MASH? Yeah, it was an imaginary camel that I had named Habibi, which means sweetheart in Arabic. And so uh, what we decided, why don't we create a uh, uh, Habibi, uh, marries uh, his wife Habiba, and they have a baby called Habibi. So. <laughs> I know we don't have a lot of time. I want to mention that 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. all day Monday, it's it's like a marathon. It's it a, is 12- a marathon. It's a mash marathon, which I host. I do all the wraparounds for it, and it's uh, 20 episodes of uh, half-hour episodes of matches that I have selected, uh, a lot of them featuring me, of course, uh, of flying over the compound with fuzzy pink slippers, showing up as uh, the Statue of Liberty when General MacArthur's arriving, uh, <laughs> eating a Jeep, uh, uh, being Zoltan, the uh, the great gypsy fortune teller, uh, and uh, any any number of things that I have done on the uh, on the show over the 11 years. It's just a fun day, and I know if, if you're a fan, you'll enjoy it, and if you've never seen the show, here's a wonderful opportunity to see a great, great television series. And it's on the Hallmark Channel Monday, That's- so if you're off Monday and you, you need something to do, this is an awesome way to spend your Monday watching the MASH bash 2000 with Klinger hosting Jamie Farr of course joining right. us right and of course you'll see you'll see Loretta and Gary on there and you know how much they love uh, the animals Absolutely. so uh, that's a good good another good reason to watch the uh, the the day's events Jamie thanks so much for joining us today my pleasure thank you and you have a good safe memorial day you're listening to Animal Radio you can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com log on learn more one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hi, who's this? This is Gloria. Hi, Hi, Gloria. Where are you calling from? Calling from Missouri. Hi, Gloria from Missouri. Hi. Yes. You have a question. I do. Okay. Um, it's starting to get warm out, yes. and we are turning our ceiling fans on. Uh-huh. And every time we turn it on, the cat gets freaked out and runs out of the room. <laughs> Scared of the ceiling fan. You know, a ceiling fan is like this big, looming creature up at the ceiling when the cat looks up and sees this thing, and it really frightens them, and I can understand why they're afraid of it, but there's some things you can do. Okay. Turn on the fan, turn it on really low so it's not going, you know, real fast, and get his attention in a room just next door. 
uh, get a toy, play with him, something he can, you know, like a stick or feathers or anything he can play with, or even give him treats, and then slowly back up into the room. And what you're going to do is divert his attention. He's not even going to realize that he's in that room. You can put down down a trail of treats or just kind of slowly bring the toy into the room. And, you know, he might look up, but just do whatever you can to divert his attention to it. So he doesn't notice that it's already on. Yeah, yeah, and then he doesn't notice that he's in the room with it, but don't turn it on real fast at first because that'll, you know, freak him again and he'll run. But you just turn, you got to get him in there without him knowing that it's on and make sure it's on ahead of time and just slowly, you know, let him come to the room. You're a good okay. mom. You're a good mom. I, I would be scaring the, the cat. Oh, he would do it on purpose. purpose. Yeah, he'd wait till the cat was asleep and then he'd turn the fan on. Yeah, I'm glad the studio cats aren't afraid of ours. So. Thanks, okay, boy. well, that's a great idea. Okay, we'll try it and let us know how it works. Okay, thanks. one 405 Hi, this is Richard Karn from Home Improvement, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Now remember to spray and neuter your dogs. <laughs> it's a good idea to spray and neuter your animals. Animal Radio is brought to you by the American Anti-Vivisection Society. Stop the FDA from allowing milk and meat from cloned animals to be sold in grocery stores. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society for information at www.endanimalcloning.org. Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry. Lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans. I know. That's why I give my dog Safeguard K9 Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where can I find out more? Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. Do you know what you're serving for dinner tonight? If the FDA has its way, the milk and meat you see at the grocery store could come from cloned animals. And you won't even know because it won't be labeled. Cloning animals for food involves more than just food safety. Animal suffering and other ethical issues must also be considered. The cloning process uses hundreds of animals to produce just one clone, causing death or severe health problems for most of the animals involved. Just because we can clone animals for food doesn't mean we should. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society to learn more about the problems with animal cloning at www.endanimalcloning.org. That's www.endanimalcloning.org. And have a voice in what you are serving for dinner tonight. Judy, one of the studio cats just vomited under my desk. Can you clean it up, please? (laughs) You can do it. Me? I'm busy booking all the celebs for the show. I I don't do stains. Well, now you can. Go ahead, grab that bottle and get serious over there. Uh It's going to remove both the stain and any pheromones left behind. Just go ahead and squirt it on, work it in, and all you have to do is blot it with a thick towel and hold it for about five seconds. Come on, I know you can do it. Okay, I'll give it a try. I'm squirting. I'm working it in and blotting. And, whoa, the stain is gone. You mean you were able to remove the stain all by yourself? Oh. Women, get serious. It's so easy to use. Even men can do it. Hey! Yeah, so don't take any more excuses from those guys. It's time to get serious. 
You can find Get Serious at PetSmart and in pet stores all over. Visit their website at GetSeriousProducts.com. Attention cat lovers, does your cat have star quality? Have you ever wanted to direct your own film? Here's your chance with the Who's the Next Scoop Free Star Contest from Lucky Litter and Animal Radio. Scoop Free, the self-cleaning litter box you leave alone for weeks at a time without any scooping, is the ultimate in odor control. You could produce their next commercial in Who's the Next Scoop Free Star. Come up with a creative way to advertise Scoop Free. Go to ScoopFree.com for more info and download artwork and music. See you in the movies. Every year, there are thousands of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Bill Mark with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. This public service announcement has been made possible by Animal Radio, a proud partner of Pets911.com. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Was that mic on when I cleared my throat there? Yes, it was. <laughs> you got to be careful. I didn't mean to do that. Hey, listen, I'm really excited. You know, we just had Jamie Farr Klinger from MASH on, uh-huh. who was, you know, one of my, is one of my favorite <laughs> actors. And you know what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, I was going to say, I know where you're going to be Memorial, Memorial Day. Day. I'll be watching it on uh, the Hallmark Channel. As he hosts the MASH Marathon. Now, here's a here's another great thing. On the show today, we have in just a few minutes, Sheena Easton, pop diva Sheena Easton. Wow. She really spans the generations. I, I know that you and I think of two different songs when we talk about, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm a lot older than you are. Oh, so. way older. Let's make that clear. And she's on the way. First, got to take a little business going on in Anchorage, Alaska. Uh-huh. I think we've talked about this before. We're always talking about the elephants in the zoo. They, the zoo, Elephants and zoos don't mix, really, because they're such a small place for them to roam, and they, they're really animals that need a large place. They can't really be standing on concrete all day, and there's mm-hmm. they get foot diseases and stuff. And they're very social creatures, and they're usually isolated. They need friends, and there's mm-hmm. this one lonely, very ill, now ill elephant in Anchorage, Maggie. She's... She's fallen down over the last couple of days, and we want, we're actually going to call up there, and I believe we have him online. Is he there yet? Yes, I, he is. He's online. Connecting with Alaska is quite a task. <laughs> Hi, Paul. Hey, how are you doing this morning? Very good. Paul Joslin, friends of Maggie, joining us. And, uh, boy, it's been a long time since we've been talking about Maggie, but Maggie has uh, been in the news Especially in Alaska, it's uh, we're getting emails, all kinds of emails here in the lower 48 about what's going on with Maggie at the zoo there in Alaska in Anchorage. I'm wondering if you could uh, give us a quick update for us in the lower 48 that aren't getting the daily news update. Well, a little over a week ago, uh, Maggie was found lying on her side, flailing her legs, trying to get up, and she couldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, for for this to happen to an elephant is very serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the Anchorage Fire Department, they were able, uh, with some crane help as well, to finally get her upright. So the fire department actually came out there and hoisted hoisted Maggie up, and 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 she was okay for just like a couple of days, right? They they had her up for a day. The zoo assured everybody they would do a twenty four hour watch. Well, after the first day, because Maggie seemed okay, mm-hmm. uh, announced to everybody, they didn't continue their 24 watch. Mm-hmm. So she was found 
on the second day uh, down. Jeez, uh, they didn't know for how long exactly, but she was found down again. The first time, incidentally, her going down is somewhere between 10 and 19 hours because they don't know how long she was down before they discovered her. Mm. So very, very bad. And, and for an elephant, uh, lying on the side for a long period of time put a lot of stress on their lungs and their breathing and you know it's not it's not good at all when when you're in that sort of situation mm -hmm. so uh, this the second time because they didn't watch they don't know what she's staggering around feeling very sick but trying very hard to keep upright that tells you one thing or did she lie down and then discover again hey i can't get up which may be more like an arthritis kind of thing you know, nobody knows what's wrong with her. What is uh, what is her current status? Uh, she's now up walking around. I mean, we are so lucky that we got out of this uh, critical stage. When they got her up the second time, they strung mm -hmm. her up uh, in a harness. So, you know, her feet were on the ground, but she was up in a sling, mm -hmm. which is a very traumatic experience for an elephant. And... Uh, you know, it's kind of like going into surgery that uh, this is a very serious thing that you're doing, but you don't have a whole lot of choice. Sure. Get through that stage, and she she came out. She's you know she's she's she survived that. Mm -hmm. She's walking around, but they've got a harness on her now because, as you can imagine, when a you know an eight thousand pound animal goes down, uh -huh. and then you find her on her side, and you try to put a harness around her. Right. That in itself, you're you're kind of doing a certain amount of injury and whatever. So what they've done is they've got this harness around her that they're keeping on her. Mm, full time. Mm -hmm. Full time, just in case she starts to go through this again. So where are we today with this? Well, you, you've got an animal that's, that's in recovery mode right now. And we're all watching to see how she does. Uh, the, the, the world up here is very much, Maggie needs to go. Yeah. That Maggie... As soon as she is physically healthy and well again, you know she's an animal that's in her prime. You know she's just in her in her uh, early twenties, mid twenties. Um, she's in her prime as a candidate for moving. You know mm -hmm. it's not like you have a very elderly animal or something here. You've got one that that when she's healthy and well, uh, give her that opportunity to go live with other elephants in big open spaces area, an area where she can walk on ground instead of having to stand on concrete and where she can exercise, it, it, you know, just all the right things, uh, and where she can be in a warm climate, uh, all yeah. the basics that you would expect. Anchorage you know, is not a place for an African elephant. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's anyway, you know, not, not even the, I mean, the zoo itself in its, in its own mission says that it's for subarctic and arctic animals. That's their whole mission. <laughs> and it's like you've got this one animal that doesn't fit. Friends of Maggie, is there a website that we can learn more? Y yes, if you go to friendsofmaggie.net, uh, uh, you can learn all kinds of stuff about um, what's going on with Maggie the elephant. Paul, we about elephants in general. One other thing I might say that's a really good piece of news that we learned yesterday. Yes, good. The, the zoo board which said it wasn't going to make a decision till August and then moved it up to June 13th. Mm -hmm. We learned yesterday that they're going to have an emergency meeting this week. So we are all keeping our fingers crossed that, it's a, that it comes to a decision that as soon as she's healthy and well, they will move her.
And uh, you can keep up to date at the Friends of Maggie website, I'm sure. And of course, yeah, absolutely. links absolutely. to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. We wish you all luck. Our prayers are with Maggie. Well, thank you very much for, for, for staying on top of this. Animal Radio is brought to you by Out Deluxe Training Pads. Traditional newspaper training is old news. Out Deluxe Training Pads are ten times more absorbent, scientifically treated to attract pets and control odors. Available nationwide at major discount and grocery stores. Pets may serve as disease watchdogs. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting. A national surveillance network that uses the medical records of pets could help prepare for a wide variety of emerging disease threats to humans and animals, including the bird flu. The National Companion Animal Surveillance Program was originally designed to alert people to potential anthrax or plague outbreaks, but now, using the records of pets seen at Banfield Pet Hospitals, tests were conducted on more than 10 million pet records to determine how that database could be used to monitor disease outbreaks. Researchers collected data from 80,000 companion animals treated weekly at more than 500 animal hospitals in 44 states. Additional data included reports from Antec Diagnostics, a national network of laboratories used by more than 18,000 private veterinary practices. Researchers have developed an early warning system for the occurrence of canine influenza that is caused by a virus that appears to have jumped recently from horses to dogs. The avian flu virus could be the black plague of veterinary medicine, but we can be proactive through early detection and vaccine development. A reporting system such as this for companion animals will allow us to educate veterinarians and help the public. It also will demonstrate that what is possible in human medicine with the development of more centralized and coordinated healthcare delivery system is also possible in veterinary medicine. The research was funded in part by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. For the Veterinary News Network at myvnn.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. As the director of a busy rescue shelter, I'm constantly house training. And as any pet guardian will tell you, house training can be frustrating and confusing for both you and your pup. And learn bad habits like using newspaper is hard to break. We use Out Deluxe training pads because they're scent attracts dogs. Here's two tips from somebody that knows. Speed up the house training process through consistency in Out Deluxe training pads. There's no easier or cleaner way to train your pup. Find Out Deluxe training pads at major discount and grocery stores nationwide. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stand strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published 10 times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Joanne Worley on Animal Radio. Hello! 
health. And please spay and neuter your pets. Be a responsible pet owner. As a matter of fact, spay and neuter your friend's pets also. Give it to them as a Christmas present. What a good idea. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just by eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Protect your dog and your family by deworming your dog twice a year with Safeguard Canine Dewormer. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. Animal Radio is brought to you by Get Serious, a stain and pheromone remover so easy to use, even men can do it. Hey, hey wait a minute. <laughs> Don't take any more excuses, women. It's time to get serious. Get Serious is available at PetSmart and online at GetSeriousProducts.com. This is Animal Radio Network. We have Pop Diva Sheena Easton on the phone with us. Hi, Sheena. Hi, how are you? Very well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Ow, my cat just attacked me. Uh-oh. Well, which one? Oh, um, this is Yodi. Yoda's her formal name. Ow, Yodi. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, we have six of them. Wow. Wow. And two dogs. And they all get along? Uh, well, there's two groups. There's the, the original gangsters, uh-huh. the two originals, and then there's the four sort of newbies and we have to do a rotation system where um, the the first two get run up the house and then the other four. Luckily the house is big enough to accommodate that but they're all rescue cats uh-huh. and um, we had two of them and then of course you know the kids talked me into getting another cat. So we, <laughs> Why not? We brought home from um, from one of those no-kill shelters. Uh-huh. We went in, you know, going to get a cute little kitten. And um, there was this black cat Uh-oh. in the cage, curled up in a fetal position, not interested. And the lady said that she'd been stuck in there for seven months. Uh-huh. And, you know, so we said... That's our cat. <laughs> so we took her home, and I noticed right away she was shaking her head. So she had ear issues. Uh-huh. And we took her to the vet, and she got an operation the next day to get a polyp out of her ear. Wow. And um, now she's a happy cat. She's a big, fat thing that <laughs> she um, she's just doing real good. But so when I took her back to the vet to get her ear checked, uh-huh. At the vet, somebody had dumped off a mom and, a, and kittens, and of course, I took the mom and the two kittens home. So I went in with, with one and came home with four, so that gives us six. <laughs> Isn't that the way it always happens? Yeah, Never it intentional. Does. It does, but they're just, they're so great. Now, they're, do you spoil them? Oh, please. Yeah. Well, what do you think is the most spoiled thing you do for them? My cat? Yes. Oh, my goodness. What's the most spoiled thing? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's hard to, to come up with. I mean, the, our, well, okay, the, one of the original cats, uh-huh. right? The original gangsta. The original gangsters. Her name is Puffy. Uh-huh. And um, she's the most spoiled on the planet because she had panleukopenia. Uh-huh. And she was supposed to die at five weeks old. Not a lot of... Um, uh, survivability. What is panleukopenia a, a cancer? What is Panleukopenia is essentially a, a extreme form of distemper. Oh, distemper, oh, wow. okay. And if you look it up on the internet and just look at what, you know, any any cat that's less than um, 
16 weeks, there's about a, a 90% death rate. Ooh. And wow. both these kittens that. were five weeks old. So first of all, they spent a weekend in the emergency, and then I took them to my vet. And this vet, God bless her. She is like the best person in the world. Uh -huh. She took my babies home with her wow. so that she could set her alarm and get up every hour to squirt you know, this, this food down their throat to keep them on a drip. Uh -huh. And she kept them alive through the worst phase of it, and they survived. But this cat, the long story short, once uh, she's had she's had some problems. She's got a little bit of uh, brain damage issues, mm. um, and she's also a peer. Uh oh. And so I've removed every piece of carpet. I've removed everything you can think of from oh, from you mean downstairs. She sprays all over. Uh, she will just look at you and sit down and pee right in front of you. I know those types. Like, how you doing? I'm just having a little time out here. <laughs> and so we're, you know, you know how like your your grandma will put the plastic covers on the couch and uh -huh. stuff. We have to put plastic covers on the couch. Mm, yes, yes. And take them off when we want to sit there. It's a nightmare. So I, and now she's on um, pills to try and help her not do what, it. What kind so, of pills is she? On. She's on, you know, like uh, uh, Kitty Downers. Kitty, like Boost Par, or is it a Prozac, or is it? Uh, uh, wow. I, you know, um, it starts with an A. An A, okay. Does gonna, it work? We're going to research that because we we actually know that multi cat households like that. That is a problem, and uh, we know cats like this. That shh, last resort is to go to medication like Boost Par. They're they're anxious cats. They they pee all over. Well, you know, all of the cats. I have no litter issues, but Puffy always had a litter issue. And, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I'm one of those people. I'll research everything. I have every book on cats you can think of. Uh -huh. And um, right from the get-go, the signs were there. She has never attempted to cover up when she goes in her litter box. Hmm. When she was a, a kitten, all the other cats go in, they're fastidious. They'll be in right. there for an hour digging. Uh -huh. She just goes in, she leaves her business, and she walks away. She's never, and they say in all the books... That can sort of uh, indicate issues down the line. Mm, yeah. And before any of the other cats came along, she had issues where she would go um, mm. outside of the box. Mm. Uh -huh. So uh, I don't think that it's the, the classic mark in the territory thing. Right. Um, and, you know, everybody says, I don't know how you put up with it. But I look <laughs> in her eyes and what am I going to do? She's absolutely, my baby. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You're not going to get rid of her. No. You, so you that's that. her spoiled thing. The whole family um, revolves around puffy issues. Make sure your bedroom doors are shut. Uh, you know, I, I get those big gallon, couple of gallon things. You know, I go around and I spray as soon as I notice anything. So there's there's no odors whatsoever in the house because I'm like fastidious about keeping it clean. Uh -huh. But the, the main thing is, is just, you know what? We've got wood and tile floors now downstairs. Well, we got a we got an early Christmas present for you. We're going to send you a case of Get Serious. Get uh, Serious? Yes. Have you ever tried that? No. What's that? It removes the pheromones that, that are associated with the uh, spraying and the peeing, so that they don't go back to the Remarks. same areas. Plus, I have those little diffusers with the that you plug into the sockets that put the pheromone stuff in the air. Comfort I, zone. Feel yes. away. I do it all. Uh huh. I do it all. I've got it all. I mean, if if it's been out there, I'll try voodoo. I'll stick pins in something <laughs> if it need be. You know, I'll get a little. How did the dogs get along with all of this? My dogs love the cats. Really? Yeah. No, we we I grew up where I always had dog and cat households, and uh -huh. and uh, I'd say most times, and you know, unless you've got a a dog that you just know isn't going to take to cats, uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, my my dogs 
love them. The cats climb all over them. They they play with them. They do this thing where they chase each other around the house. Uh huh. No, they get along great. Oh, that's good. good. Have you heard of Kyle Orant? Have you? He's a, he's an eight year old kid who uh, sold lemonade. Well, the last few summers, and he made twenty thousand dollars by selling lemonade. By selling, by lemonade. selling lemonade. Did you did you ever eight sell years lemonade old. as a kid? No, but you know, my daughter Skylar has a lemonade stand. We're near a golf course, and she goes up where the golfers go across the street. Oh yes, smart. And, you know, she clear. Sometimes she'll clear a hundred bucks on a Saturday, but twenty thousand, man, what is he selling? What is he putting in the lemonade? That's what I want to know. Well, here's the deal: he gave all of that twenty thousand. Didn't keep a penny for himself. He gave that all to Canine Companions for Independence, which is an organization that hooks handicapped humans up with dogs. That is a wonderful thing to do. What a great kid. And we, we actually called him a couple of weeks ago, and I said, what do you want to do next? He said, well, I want to auction off collars, dog collars, signed by celebrities. Mm-hmm. So I told him, every celebrity we get on the phone, we uh, get them to uh, hopefully autograph one of these collars that he can auction off for eBay. And again, for Canine Companions for Independence. I would be more than happy to do that. We're, we're going to awesome. send a few of them your way and also some for your two dogs. Okay. Okay. Great. And of course, those come from Bamboo. They're the quick control leashes. They're so awesome, Sheena. You'll love them. You'll probably go out and get a bunch of them. And then I want to mention that you're going to be uh, with En Vogue on May 31st through June 3rd is the festival at Salt Lake City. But you're going to be there on the first the first First. concert starts at about 7 30 p.m you're gonna be there with en vogue are you excited about that of course i'm excited i that's that's my um my second love after my family is my uh performing and um i love to get out there and, and do a live show it's just the best feeling in the world and, of course, it's for the Utah Pride Festival, which uh, they do every summer. It's a four-day weekend, which includes a film festival, a parade, a grand marshal reception, a Pride Interfaith service, and a Pride dance. And, of course, you can get more information at www.utahpride.org. Have you played with En Vogue before? Uh, I don't believe I have. I've done many different festivals. They might have been on the bill, but uh-huh. um, I don't remember, to be honest. Well, you should have fun at that. And uh, yeah. if you're listening on one... Oh, and then you're going to be in Los Angeles. If you're listening on either K-Big or Coast. Uh, you'll be in Cerritos, the Cerritos Performing Arts Center, September 29th. Boy, you're keeping active here, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I go out about uh, two weekends a, a month and do various shows. So, yeah. That sounds like it's paced just right. It is. You know, um, I have uh, two kids. I have one who's nearly 13 and one who's 11. And uh, when they were real little... You know, you could pack them up in the suitcase and take them wherever you're going because uh-huh. kids don't care. A hotel room's the same as a, a, a bedroom to them. They just uh-huh. want to be with their mom. And then when it got to where they were starting school, I, you know, I changed my lifestyle to where... I, so that's how I actually moved to Las Vegas. I was working here at home in a show, and I didn't have to go leave the house until they were going to bed. Uh-huh. And so I would go to work for a couple of hours and and be home and get them up in the morning and so on. And um, and now I've managed to pare it down to just two weekends a month. I get on a plane for an overnight thing and go do a show, and I'm a mom full-time the rest of the time. You're able to see the animals instead of, uh, you know, we, we speak to a lot of people who uh, they, they can't have animals, they can't have dogs because they're traveling so much. Yeah, and you know, I, I, the other thing I want to stress is people who think that, you know, cats, are self-maintaining creatures. You put Uh-oh. down a dish of water and a dish of food and you leave the house and the cat's happy. Mm-hmm. Cats show their depression, their happiness. They get real upset when you're gone. 
And um, the other thing I would urge is anybody who is getting an animal, get them in pairs. You know, in pairs. Yeah, that's a good go rescue, idea. Go rescue uh, two animals at the same time that you know you know get along. Maybe uh-huh. they're caged together, or, or were kittens together, or puppies, or came from another home because they need companionship, and they need attention, and they need love. And animals will really thrive on the amount of love you give them, and yeah, uh, that is just as important as it, you know clean water and food. It is a big myth that cats are solitary animals oh, that are low maintenance. Oh, it's such a myth. And, and the other thing is when people say, but cats don't seem to have a personality. It's like, what? <laughs> Every single one of my cats have a uniquely distinct personality. It's mm-hmm. amazing. It sounds like you love your animals a lot. Oh, you- man, I'm telling you. I, my, my kids told me that, you know, I'm basically going to be a crazy cat lady. <laughs> but they said that... I don't get crazy cat lady status until they said that the thing that will define that is when they leave to go to college and uh-huh. I live alone and I move into a tiny little apartment and I have 20 cats. Yeah. And that could very well happen. Oh, well, that's, a, you know, that's not the worst way to go. I'll tell it's you that right. It's not the worst way to go, let me tell you. We love our cats very much. And, and there's, you know, there's guys too, like me. I might be the old, the old cat guy that just has. A bunch of cats and yes, it's it's a new generation and it's happening to the guys too. Yeah, 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 it's good. Sheena Easton, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Hi, this is Anne Marie Lucas from Animal Precinct and the ASPCA. And when I'm not out busting bad guys for abusing animals, I am home listening to Animal Radio. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass, and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections. Do you know what you're serving for dinner tonight? If the FDA has its way, the milk and meat you see at the grocery store could come from cloned animals. And you won't even know because it won't be labeled. Cloning animals for food involves more than just food safety. Animal suffering and other ethical issues must also be considered. The cloning process uses hundreds of animals to produce just one clone, causing death or severe health problems for most of the animals involved. Just because we can clone animals for food doesn't mean we should. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society to learn more about the problems with animal cloning at www.endanimalcloning.org. That's www.endanimalcloning.org. And have a voice in what you are serving for dinner tonight. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, thinking a dog... At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido-friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Wow, after uh, Jamie Farr, Klinger from MASH, and 
Pop Diva Sheena Easton. Could there be more? <laughs> How do I top that? Rayanne Cumulus. <laughs> Welcome to Voice of the Animal. What do you think of when you think of a universal language? Love? Music? A cat's purr? A loved one's smile? Laughter? All of these reflect an expression of feeling that transcends time, space, geography, and culture. There is another universal expression that is found in every major religion and spiritual path known to humankind, the Golden Rule. Although in these religions there are differences in the concept of deity, beliefs, practices, and language, the spirit and meaning of the Golden Rule remains the same all over the world. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you is the Christian version of the Golden Rule. In Judaism, the rule reads, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Confucius says, One precept to be acted upon throughout one's whole life, do not do to others what you would not have them do to you. In ancient Egypt, the rule translated to, Do for one who may do for you, that you may cause him thus to do. Do not hurt others in ways that you yourself would find hurtful, are the words that Buddhists live by. In Islamic tradition, not one of you is a believer until he desires for his brother that which he desires for himself. For Hindus, this is the sum of duty. Do nothing to others which would cause you pain if done to you. The Taoist believes, regard your neighbor's gain as your gain and your neighbor's loss as your own loss. The Jains practice the belief that a man should wonder about treating all creatures as he himself would be treated. And in the Native American tradition, Black Elk gives voice to the Golden Rule in his words. All things are our relatives. What we do to everything, we do to ourselves. All is one. In this 21st century global culture, how auspicious that this common expression of the Spirit exists all over the world. So, what does this universal rule have to do with animals? There are those that argue that the Golden Rule applies only to humankind, not to animals. Those people will quote chapter and verse to support that perspective. There are also those who will argue that the Golden Rule applies to all creatures. They too will quote chapter and verse in support of their belief. Sometimes it is difficult for these two opposing viewpoints to find common ground. Some bridge that will traverse the yawning chasm of strong emotions that accompany one's belief system and can sometimes lead away from the golden rule. But here's the thing. What happens in contest of spiritual quotesmanship is that no one takes home the gold. To be golden is to be of immeasurable value. Gold is the most precious of all metals. Gold in alchemy denotes the highest spiritual attainment. Olympians strive for golden medals. Actors a golden statuette. To be golden is to be a vehicle of light and joy. In stories and myths from all over the world is described a golden age, a flourishing time of happiness, prosperity, and peace. And always it is the same in these stories. It is a time when animals and humans could talk with each other and lived in harmony. A time when the golden rule was not just a rule, but a way of life accorded to all of life. A gifted author writes that how we treat our fellow creatures is only one more way in which each one of us, every day, writes our own epitaph. Do we bring into the world a message of light and life, or just more darkness and death? Do we add to the world's joy, or to its despair? When it comes to animals and following the golden rule, how would you like your epitaph to read? May the days of you and your animal friends always be golden. Visit us on the World Wide Web at voiceoftheanimal.org. For Voice of the Animal, this is Rayanne Cumulos.
And now with everything new and innovative or just downright strange from the world of veterinary medicine, here's Dr. Linda Wolf. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case loving you. No pills gonna cure my ill. I got a bad case loving you. Under the category of what not to do with superglue, A dog groomer in Seattle was recently accused of cutting off a dog's ear and then super gluing it back on. When the owner took her Shih Tzu home and gave her a bath, the dog's ear fell off, creating quite a shock. Yeah, no kidding. The dog groomer, who was alone when the alleged incident took place, was cited for not having a license, and the shop has been shut down. You'll be pleased to know that the dog is doing fine. Although this is obviously a very dramatic story, it's also a strong reminder of why we need to really check the people with whom we entrust our beloved pets. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case loving you. No pills gonna cure my ill. I got a bad case loving Produced by Animal Ark No Kill Animal Shelter. We're streaming, blogging, and podcasting at AnimalWiseRadio.com, and we're proud to be part of Animal Radio Network. We want to thank Sheena Easton, Jamie Farr for joining us. We want to thank you for joining us, and remember, there's lots more at AnimalRadio.com. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week as we stream online live, or you can text ANIMAL to 27627 on your cell phone and listen anytime. Uh, remember, if you get yourself a pet this week, play spay or neuter. If it happens to be a cat, don't ever declaw. And if you want a certain breed, go to a breed rescue. Don't buy from a puppy mill. And we'll see you next week right here for more Animal Radio. Bye-bye. Did we say everything? I think so. I think we got it all. Void were prohibited on approved <laughs> credit. This is Animal, Animal Radio Network. Network.